God is holy. Greetings everybody, this is Marcus Staples, your servant in Jesus Christ, coming to you with another edition of Unpacking the Theology, the show that unpacks the reason behind the rhyme in Christian hip-hop. On our last episode, the one that I nicknamed Christian Hip-Hop Explored, we took a look at the unique characteristics that make hip-hop such a powerful medium for preaching the gospel, doctrine, and theology. And then, we demonstrated that by unpacking the first verse of Through Him's track, Justification by Faith Alone, from his album Onward and Sacrament. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, I suggest you go do that before continuing on, because that episode, this episode, and our next episode are all part of one big episode. And on this show, we're going to be continuing our way through the song. To do that, we'll continue going line by line through the second verse of the song. That's really the only way we could do it any justice anyway, because there's so much theology and so much scripture packed into each line of this song. But before we get into this verse, let's do a quick review of what we unpacked last week. We saw how the first verse was kind of an overview of the rest of the song. It sets the scene by putting Christ at the main stage. It talks of the need for both God's wrath and justice to be satisfied. And he also points out that Christ needed to be fully God and fully man to accomplish this. This is what theologians call the hypostatic union, and it was really the focal point of what we discussed last week. So moving on to the second verse, we'll start by reading our verse for the day. And it comes to us out of Romans chapter 3 verses 22 through 26, and it reads, For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time, so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Now what's nice about the second and third verses of the song is that through him gives us the theme right at the beginning. It's not a part of the 16 bars of the verse, but it's spoken just before the verse starts. The line for this verse is, God treated us as if we had never sinned, but lived the perfect life of his son. So how does he expound upon that? Well, like I said, we're going to be going through this verse line by line and pulling out all the important scriptures and ideas from each line of the song. First line of the second verse goes like this. The spotless second person of the Godhead came to earth, the third rock, the rock bled. We're going to start by looking at 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 17-19. through 19. They read, And if you call on him as Father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourself with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without spot or blemish. See, when Christ came to earth and lived a perfect life, he was fulfilling the law on our behalf. And in that way, he became the spotless lamb without blemish that the sacrifice needed in order to fulfill the wrath of God. Now, our second scripture for this line comes from Matthew chapter 21, verses 42 through 44. They say, Jesus said to them, Have you never read the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people producing its fruits. And the one who falls on the stone will be broken to pieces. 
and when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. See, the stone that Jesus is talking about in this verse is himself. He came to our planet, the third rock from the sun, and became the cornerstone, the rock in which our faith is built on. See, when he died, our sins were put on him, and his perfection was put on us. This is the doctrine known as imputation, or reckoning. Our sins were reckoned to Christ's behalf, and his perfect righteousness was reckoned to us. And that's how he became the cornerstone. See, without that foundation, there is no forgiveness of sins. Now on to the next line. On the cross with his arms stretched in our stead, demonstrated his perfect love for the Godhead. How could a more perfect love exist than a king coming to die for his disloyal subjects? See, in the earthly realm, it's the king's job to punish disloyal subjects, which is the job of any governing body. When you disobey the law, you deserve to be punished. And if the government were to overlook your trespasses, then the government would be merciful, but they would not be just. God is both just and the justifier, as we read in our verse for the day. So how could he be just and the justifier? By coming down and taking his own punishment, and then giving to us what we didn't deserve, by taking on himself what he didn't deserve. This is the love of God, and this idea is explained in 1 John chapter 4. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be propitiation for our sin. This demonstration of love is a huge deal, and through him picks up on that in the next line, saying, Can't fathom it. I'm struck with awe how God can leave glory and come and solve this problem of forgiveness, of pardoning the wicked, without contradicting his honor through his wisdom. God pardoned us without contradicting his justice. Because we know that sin must be punished. That's what justice is. And we also know that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. But I often think it's easy for the phrase, Christ died for our sins, to become a sort of tagline of Christianity and to lose sight of what it really means and its true significance, how powerful that statement truly is. It's essential for the Christian to stop and really think about the creator of the universe, putting on human flesh, human weakness, suffering, and then dying at the hands of the people whom he came to save. Romans 8 says, For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do, by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, And for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And all of this didn't just come as a whim to God. It wasn't something that after Adam and Eve sinned, God realized, oh man, you know, I I need to come up with a, a plan for this. But God understood and loved us so much that even before we knew we needed a savior, he had a plan to reconcile us to himself. See, the next line of the verse is, redemption was planned by God from eternity. And we can see this demonstrated in Ephesians 1, verses 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. And if we dig through the Old Testament, we can see many other places where God is promising to bring his people to himself. Through him picks up on this and closes out the second verse with some of these examples. The first line, a virgin would give birth to the promised seed. We can see in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And the last line of the verse, Destined for a bruised heel, but would crush the head of the snake by his veins that would soon spill. That comes to us out of Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 where God is cursing the serpent after the fall of Adam and Eve. He says, I will put enmity between you, the serpent, and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He, who we later find out is Jesus, shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. See, last week we saw how Jesus became the God-man in order to fulfill the role needed for redemption to take place. Today, we saw how the God-man achieved redemption so that God could treat us as if we had never sinned, by fulfilling the role of just and justifier. Next week, we're going to be taking a look at our response to this great love. If you're interested in this song or checking out more of Through Him's music, you can find a link on our website, unpackingthetheology.wordpress.com, where you'll find every episode we ever created, organized by artist and topic. On there, you'll also find a link to our podcast, where you can subscribe through iTunes or any other popular podcasting service. And if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at unpackingthetheology at gmail.com. And if you'd rather use social media, you could check out our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash unpackingthetheology, where you can leave any questions or comments. Or you can follow us on Twitter, at UTTPodcast. And while you're checking us out on social media, be sure to tell your friends and family and co-workers about us. If you're benefiting from the show, then tell people about it. Without you, the word doesn't spread. As always, if you have any songs that you would like us to unpack, please let us know. We hope you can join us for our next unpacking. Thank you, and God bless. Do you feel that your sins are too great for God to forgive? Grab your soul by the collar and pin it to the wall of your heart and say, Why are you cast down, O my soul? Hope in.